0: My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer, and you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. (coughs) Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Not Overthinking. Taymor, how are you doing
1: today? I'm not doing too badly. Unfortunately, it's hay fever season now. um, So this week's been a bit rough on certain
0: days. Um, I I feel like we've been saying this for the last like four episodes that, oh, sorry lads, I've got a bit of a cough. Yeah, Sorry. I, didn't I feel like I've w- fully recovered from about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm convinced I've got TB of some sort because of the the cough. Nice. How's your week been? It's been alright. Pretty good. What have I done? I actually took two days off work because I was ill. Oh. Um, and I wanted to be super productive at home during those two days, but I ended up kind of lying in bed for the most part and wallowing in self pity. So that's always fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good once in a while, you know, just to have a complete write off day. Yeah. As per your last email newsletter. No, it was more like 10 issues ago. Take oh, one. sorry. 10 it's 10 almost ago. as if you don't read my email newsletters. God. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? All right. Here's, here's something I've been thinking about. And
1: the, I've had, I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess a lot of my friends are sort of mid to late 20s. And a lot, a lot, a lot of them around... And, the, and male, right? Uh, and male. Yeah. Okay. Thanks fine. for pointing that out. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them around the age where they're starting to seriously consider, you know, maybe I'd like to settle down with someone, you know... Uh, find a life partner. And are we so
0: talking on. about relationships? Yes. Uh,
1: no, oh, not, not massively. Damn, I was, so, um, I'm so disappointed. The one, one common thing that, that, are, that people say in these conversations is that, okay, it's, it's some variant of the following. It's, I don't want someone who just has a nine to five and then watches Netflix in the evenings. I want someone who is ambitious. This comes up all the time um, amongst sort of, yeah, people around my age. And I suspect you might have even said some variant of this. Yeah, I probably uh, have at some, some point. point. Yeah, um, And I find this deeply problematic. Deeply problematic. Deeply, why is it, deeply why, why problematic. do you find this deeply problematic? Um, I think the thing I take issue with. Yeah, I think I take issue with the fact. Okay, yeah, I take issue with, the, with this idea of ambition. Ambition is a word that's sort of thrown around quite a lot mm. as a virtue. It's like one of the, a, a good thing to be, oh man, this person is so ambitious. Um, you know, I wish I was more ambitious. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's seen as a virtue, right? Now, my first, my, my, my first issue with the whole thing about, I, I'm looking for someone who is ambitious is that someone else's ambition doesn't really do anything for you. Okay. Like let's use you as, as an example, you know, maybe one day you want to settle down with a nice girl or a nice boy um And let's say you think, oh, I want someone who's really ambitious mm what would this actually do for you their uh, their ambition i d- I don't see how it helps the relationship or you you specifically in the relationship my My main issue with it there is that. You know, if so, you know, you're almost saying that like you likes you like them more because they're ambitious, and if they were less ambitious, you would like them less.
0: Okay, no. So the easy counter to this is that it, you know, it's it's generally good for an individual's self development if their friends are quote ambitious, right? Like if you have friends, if you're surrounded by friends who all want to quote unquote do big things, however you might want to define that, that is gonna rub off onto you in a non weird way <laughs> and you're going to then also want to do big things. If you're surrounded by people who are keen about, you know, leading a healthy lifestyle, going to the gym regularly, eating well, etc., it's just going to naturally encourage you to do the same. If you're encounter- if you're surrounded by friends who, no judgment here, instead prefer to order pizza every night and play World of Warcraft, don't worry, that was me several years ago, and that's fine, but it probably won't really help you in terms of personal development if that's not the sort of lifestyle you want to lead. Therefore, surely it makes sense to say that you know I'm looking for ambition in a partner because then in a way you can both grow together. Okay, yeah, and I'm I'm happy to accept this. And this this is a point that comes up in these
1: conversations where the other person will say this, and I'll say yes, I'm actually happy to accept that. Okay, you it's, know, it's, that,
0: it sounds like you were fully expecting this line of argument. Which, absolutely. Okay, but fine. I think it should, it should be
1: said. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: Um, and I
1: yeah, it's I, I guess it's important for lifestyles to be aligned just so that day to day it's kind of easier to do the things that you both care about. So this is about lifestyle alignment, right?
0: uh yeah in a way lifestyle alignment and also self-improvement yeah sure okay i think that there's maybe one small issue with that in
1: that ambition is sort of a very broad term and let's say like your let's say your partner wants to be the best in the world at chess you know uh, many would say that's an ambitious goal it is uh and you want to be (laughs) i don't know uh but yeah you're really into like gymming and fitness and stuff you want to like do all that kind of thing i'm into jamaican fitness gymming oh (laughs) gymming gymming and fitness maybe jamaican fitness whatever that might be why not hashtag fitstagram like so in in that case i think people would still see it as a good thing that that the potential partner is ambitious even though it's sort of ambitious in a way that's basically completely independent of your own ambitions sure so the the lifestyle alignment it, it doesn't affect lifestyle alignment there
0: sure but i mean when 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 push comes to shove, I don't think it is lifestyle alignment that people are, are, are seeking for, are seeking in this, in this partner. I think it's more the self-improvement aspect of it and more the fact that this is someone who will encourage me to be better because they are ambitious by themselves. Okay. As opposed to, you know, the, sort of, the sorts of things that make them ambitious mean that they're going to sit down pouring over chess games and playing, them, playing against themselves on a board. It's not, about, it's not really about lifestyle alignment. But the point, the, the earlier point you made
1: was about lifestyle alignment. It was about, you know, if I want to be healthy and my partner's ordering pizza every night, that's lifestyle alignment.
0: That was the point. No, I, I, it's, it's lifestyle. It's, it's, it's actually self-improvement just from the veneer of lifestyle alignment from the, from the, from the angle of lifestyle alignment. Okay. So it's like my partner generally has an attitude of wanting to improve themselves in, in, in whatever in, realm. In, yeah. Therefore that's going to rub off onto me in a non-weird way. Okay so you'd like you'd like for your partner to rub off on you <laughs> in a non weird way correct. in a non weird way yes. um, in a weird way as well you know. <laughs>
1: um, okay cool let's now let's now get to the the real issue, which is what the hell does ambition mean all right let me let me give you some examples okay right okay my, I guess my core thesis here is that ambition ambition and our ideas about ambition are deeply misguided, so for example if you if, if someone, yeah, I think chess is a good example. So if someone's really, really into chess, you know, they want to like get really good at chess, they want to be best in the world at chess, whatever, that would be seen as a very virtuous thing. And like most, you know, most people who try to do this don't get there. Most people who try to do this, you know, they spend a lot of their teenage years and stuff getting really into chess. Some of them start to make it into the upper echelons of, you know, grandmastership and so on. Most people don't make it. Um, but a lot of people try to get really good at, at things like chess. Okay. Sure. And if someone's, yeah, if some kid is like trying to get really good at chess, most people see that as a positive thing. It's like, oh, nice, you know, chess is this thing <laughs> that is good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this kid is trying to do it, so good, good on them. Whereas if the same kid is trying to get really good at World of Warcraft or whatever, it's like, wow, this, this kid is wasting his life playing online video games.
0: I don't know. I think you're perhaps misrepresenting the online gaming thing these days. I think these days, most people will be like, this guy's trying to get pro at Fortnite. I mean, ho- hopefully now in this day and age, people would see that okay, as a yeah. viable, okay, viable strat. I, I, I agree in this day
1: and age, people would see that as a viable strat. But I think, you know, even rewind like 10 years or something, kid playing games would be seen sort of by other people as like, oh man, this guy's like wasting his time. Whereas kid playing chess, equally pointless. Let's be very honest. In fact, probably more pointless because it's less social than online video games. But kid playing chess is like, oh yeah, good for them. Okay. Um, and there's, but, there's a-
0: but, but I mean, arguably, you know, someone doing figure skating can also be seen as an equally pointless activity, like to become best in the world at any arts thing or at any sport or anything could, you know, you could brand all these things as being pointless. Precisely. And I'm glad I'm glad we've gone to this point. And there's there's
1: a very good uh, podcast episode. I think it is uh, a guy called Toby Lutki, who's the founder of a company called Shopify, a very big e-commerce company uh, in Canada. He is on Shane Parrish's uh, The Knowledge Project oh. podcast, um, and he talks about you know he's now a successful kind of guy, and all his friends who have kids and stuff they always come to him and they say, hey, Toby, you're you're like really successful and productive you know, how do I stop my kid playing video games? And he says, he gets lots of people asking him this. He never gets anyone asking him, hey, Toby, how do I get my kid to stop playing chess or stop doing figure skating? You know, he doesn't get that. And my point here is that a lot of a lot of these things that we see as ambitious are really just society placing value on things arbitrarily. Oh yeah, 100%, I agree. Like being able to move pieces on a board yeah. or being able to dance on ice. These are very arbitrary things to be placing value on. Sure. Um, and so- I think when we think about ambition, it it's so, bit, uh, yeah, it's really very intertwined with society's arbitrary decisions on what is valuable and what is not. Yes, I agree. Okay,
0: good. Right, where are we going next? For this? <laughs> so it, th- this all started with this relationship thing where you took beef with the fact that your friends said, yeah, you know, when I'm, you know, if I'm considering someone to be in a relationship with, I kind of want someone who's ambitious. Yeah. And you branded that as deeply problematic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think amb- ambition is, ambition as a, as an idea in the way that
1: it's normally talked about is, is problematic firstly, because it's very arbitrary. It's just what the society at this particular point in time happens to value. As well as that, I think it's also problematic because the idea of ambition is very much, it's focused on the outward achievements and these outward achievements are always relative to other people. So it's focused on zero-sum games where it's like one person wants to be the best and you can only be the best at the expense of someone else not being the best. Ambition is really, really centered around zero-sum games in general uh, where 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 like the thing you're doing is good because you're doing it better than other people. It's about the outward achievement of being better than other people in some way.
0: Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's pretty ambitious to set yourself a goal of you know, starting your own company, even, you know, m- most of society would consider starting your own company is pretty ambitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't say that your company has to be number one on the S&P 500. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. No. Look, look, yeah. I'm not,
1: I'm not saying every possible definition, yeah. every possible thing that counts as ambitious is like this. I'm saying a lot of things that count as ambitious count as ambitious because society values arbitrary things. And a lot of things count as ambitious because they are zero sum games that you play with people. For example, chess. And now I had, I had one of the more fun discussions I had about this was with a friend who said, um, you know, his pr- one of the things he really liked about his previous partner was that she was just really into reading. She just loved books, loved, loved reading books of all sorts. And had like rooms in the house full of books that, you know, she just loved to read and her ideal day would be sitting and reading a book. Um, and, you know, that struck, me, look, uh, that struck me as a little strange, right? Because books are one of these things that are seen as very virtuous. And yes, I'm sure you can make a very good argument that books, for example, like reading lots of books is probably more useful than watching lots of TV. I, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy to sort of accept that. And, and, he, and so then I kind of pushed back on him about this book thing. And I said, okay, so she really liked reading lots of books. You really like this about her. Now, what if, her, what if the thing she was really into was, let's say, gardening, she, she just was super into gardening. She liked tending the garden. She had, she had no desire to enter gardening contests enter the Chelsea Flower Show. She didn't care about any of that. She didn't care about like, you know, writing about gardening or doing anything with any outward sense of gardening achievement. She just cared about the process of gardening and her ideal day would be in the garden, plucking at weeds, sowing seeds, watering the plants, living a gardener's life. Sowing seeds. Sowing seeds. <laughs> um, and I asked him, you know, how would you have felt about that? And he was very honest with me and he said- yeah, I, that's, I, I'd, I'd prefer the books thing to that, you know, quite significantly. Um, and he didn't really have a very good answer. And he actually admitted that, actually, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Like, there's, there's really no difference between these two things. You could argue that the person reading lots of books is like intelligent and you know more knowledgeable about stuff, but like, come on. So my, my point here is the person who spends their time gardening would not be seen as ambitious. And that would be seen as kind of a neutral at best thing. That for them to be into, whereas the person who spends their time
0: doing one of these other activities, uh, like zero-sum games, trying to be better than other people at certain things, will be seen as ambitious, and that will be seen as a positive thing. Okay, sure. And if that person into gardening was then suddenly starting to enter gardening competitions, then suddenly that would lend credence to, like, yeah, like yeah, check you out, you go girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can say so, that. So, my, I think the idea of
1: ambition is in in the way that we normally think about it's misguided because it's based on arbitrary things that society values. And it's often based on zero-sum games that we're sort of encouraging people to play, which I don't, I don't think are productive or helpful.
0: Okay, so ultimately you're pushing back against people who say they're looking for ambition as a virtue in a partner or in a friend or whatever. Yes, I'm, I'm actually pushing back
1: on ambition as a virtue in general, rather than just something what? in a spouse. What, what's the alternative? Here it is. The only thing that matters, right, is to be living your life fully intentionally in both the short and the long term. Right. And the only th- and in my opinion, the, the only thing that matters in a you know, spouse or whatever, I th- aside from some lifestyle alignment and a few other things that you might care about, I, th- I think the thing to be looking for is that they are living their life intentionally in the short and the long term. And, you know, if for one person living life fully intentionally means that they want to tend the garden all day mm. and, you know, they're not doing this to an extent where it misaligns lifestyles, like they're also like socializing with yeah, you know, other people and so on. If if someone truly wants to be tending their garden, great for them. If someone truly wants to be playing chess, great for them. If someone truly wants to be reading books, great for them. If someone truly wants to have a nine to five job that they don't care about and then watch
0: Netflix in the evening, great for them. Oh, <laughs> that's Contro- what I'm saying. Controversial. Okay, I'm going to push back against this. So you're saying that we should scrap this completely, scrap this notion of uh, notion of ambition and replace it with this kind of postmodern stuff of anything goes as long as you're happy. Uh, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And I would argue that, okay, yeah, fair enough. We're not here to pass judgment on anyone else. Um, but when it comes to choosing a life partner, someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, surely it's reasonable for me to say that, Hey, look, I'd kind of prefer it if my life partner was someone who was, for example, contributing value to the world in some way or another, rather than doing the insular activity of just tending their own garden, or rather than doing the insular activity of just reading lots and lots of books and not producing anything. Sure. If they're reading lots of books with the intent to write stuff and produce good stuff into the world yeah. surely that would be better than the insular alternative yeah, yeah yeah so look i agree i think okay yeah actually when i've had this
1: discussion with people a lot of people say this thing about like you know it, we it, it's not just about living intentionally it's about living intentionally and providing value to other people mm. and i think that's great i think that's really good uh, and i think uh, yeah I, I, I can understand where you're coming from personally I feel like, you know, no one asked to be put on this planet. I feel like, you know, just living in a society, in society and like going about the day to day, you do contribute to society, for example, in your sort of relationships with other people, you know, if you have a job, if you're contributing to the economy i think yeah i think it's it's a high bar to say that everyone should be doing some outside no, no, no. making some outsized uh, contribution uh, no to one society. is
0: saying no one is saying that everyone should be making some outside contribution to society what people are saying is that if i'm looking for a life partner all other things being equal i would prefer if someone were to be making some kind of contribution to society rather than not doing that yeah yeah. yeah. No, I, there's I, no judgment on these people yeah. You're saying this is what i would personally prefer i can i can get on board with that okay um however, from, from From
1: the conversations I've had, I, I don't know if this is true for you. Uh, I, I don't know if we've had this conversation. From the conversations I've had, it seems like when people are talking about ambition and things like that, they're, they're really not thinking that hmm, I want a life partner who is living intentionally and providing value to society. They are really you know it doesn't, it, it's not going that deep. It's, yeah, really, it's really thinking of the outward like, "Oh ambition is cool, achievement is cool. I want that, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I can't imagine many people would have actually thought and and figured out what they mean by an ambitious partner, right? And whether you replace any ambition with watching Netflix all day, whether that still holds true, and why that doesn't hold true, and all this stuff about intentional living. I doubt many people have thought that when you've had the conversation with them. But yeah, I agree that this this thing of I'm looking for an ambitious partner is a cliche uh, that people like to use as a classic mental model. But you know, I don't I don't personally see that as a bad thing. I think it is important that people when. Um, when any of us are trying to make this these hypothetical lists of the sort of things that we're looking for in a life partner um, we actually examine wh- how we're going to define these different terms like ambition or I don't know what's another like um, confident honey I mean you yeah, what does that really mean um, I think it, I think it's it's useful to be able to actively define these terms because we you know kind of going back to our discussions we've had in the past about the limitations of language and how language shapes our realities having the vocabulary of i'm looking for someone who's confident funny charismatic and ambitious automatically like has so many assumptions baked into it that you really want to be kind of questioning all of those things to actually work out whether that's that is really what you want and how you're defining those but- yeah
1: and and look i think the the point i'm trying to make here is that the society we live in is this invisible force that sort of corrupts our thoughts. And, you know, I think it's really worthwhile to try and figure out the ways in which it is doing that and trying to undo those. For example, you know, I'm I'm reading this book about the Wright brothers right now, right? Uh, The guys who invented air travel. And one of the things that really stands out about this book is that, you know, in the very early days, everyone thought these guys were absolutely insane. These two dudes, they didn't go to university or anything like that, read a bunch of books. like, okay, we're going to make... You yeah, know, well, we're going to fly. And they might have been described as ambitious, but at the time it was more often described as these guys are nutters, these guys are nutcases, you know? And at the time, you know, obviously what they've done is extremely ambitious. What they've done is one of the the crowning achievements of humanity. You know, they've achieved human flight. At the time, they, society thought they were weird and didn't value what they were doing, you know? And I suspect there are plenty of those kinds of things going on today where people are doing things that, on the face of it, seem extremely weird, and I like well, these guys are insane. What the hell are they doing? And if we sort of limit ourselves to looking through, looking at things through the lens of what society values, which is like these kind of weird thing, uh, notions related to ambition, then you kind of miss out on a lot of the other stuff. Whereas if you look through the lens of intentionality, the Wright brothers were living life with unbelievable intentionality. Like even once they started to achieve success, you know, once they had like test flights and people watching the test flights the fact that you know other people would be like oh yeah do it again or whatever uh, or like other people would sort of egg them on to kind of do do tricks or, or things like that it had no bearing on what they were doing at all they were living fully intentionally fully independently of what other people wanted them to do
0: i mean i don't see how this is, how how this lends anything to your point about ambition because if the wright brothers were to have told people that yeah we're trying to achieve human flight that's a pretty ambitious goal if i were to Try and you know if if I got together with some physics buddies and you know our goal was to achieve teleportation. Yeah. That's a pretty ambitious goal, okay, no, even no, no, though no. people are going to say we're weird. My,
1: my point regarding the Wright brothers yeah.
0: was not necessarily related to
1: ambition and more related to the fact that I think it's incredibly valuable to try and understand the sort of that we're sort of seeing everything through the lens of the society that we live in, and that is not necessarily the best lens with which to view things.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm fully on board with that. In fact, I think anytime anyone uses the word weird. I automatically yeah. get this like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, there's like internal, internal yeah, <laughs> cringy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cringy trigger thing yeah. Um Because the word weird is just such a profound reflection of how that person has been shaped by society. Yeah, that it all means absolutely nothing to the person that they're passing the judgment. Yeah, really yeah, weird. Yeah. But, weird is good.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that was the main point I wanted to make that I think I don't like this idea of ambition. I mean, look, this is linked to I think other discussions we've had, maybe on this podcast, but definitely outside of the podcast about um, valuing other human beings based on external attributes about them, for example, their ambition or their achievements and things, which is, uh, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me. But I, I get
0: I understand that, like, pragmatically, it's fine to use that. As yeah, a, there's always going to be some sort of value evaluation algorithm that's going on when you're you know, trying to choose a life partner. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Should we turn to Instagram and see if anyone has said anything? Do you want to have a look? Um, how, how many? So we, so we started with like 109 viewers. How many? How many do we still have? Uh, 19. 19. Oh, that's not bad. Thank you to the 19 people who've stuck with us. Uh, All right, it's mostly people saying hi. One chap has said, "I'm very bored. Can anyone chat with me in private?" So I suppose if we were um. to summarise, like, what is the point of having had this discussion? I suppose what you're saying is that we should think a little bit harder before using terms like you know before using phrases like i want someone who is ambitious because we should recognize that that word has a lot of societal baggage associated with it yeah. and what really matters is kind of more the fact that they're living intentionally but I, but i suppose i'm arguing that actually ambition is a virtue provided we can understand all of the well societal baggage that comes with it no 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 you're saying living intentionally while adding value to other people's lives is a virtue you're yes. not saying ambition is ambition. no i'm saying yeah th- that and 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 the surrogate term for that is ambition
1: oh oh no man i disagree so much of what's considered ambitious is you know adds questionable value to other people's lives for example getting really good at playing chess very ambitious not hugely valuable to society and find there's some value of like entertainment value in watching sports and stuff fine but for example people dedicating their whole lives to running 0.001 seconds faster than usain bolt not hugely valuable all right. okay no fine so much of ambition okay. and and equally equally all right <laughs> trying to uh, a lot of other things that are considered ambitious are all to do with prestige it's about like getting top grades great university getting a job which is traditionally considered prestigious or that, uh, yeah, whatever
0: like i know working at yeah go on okay fine so i misspoke perhaps ambition is not is not the same thing as living intentionally and adding value yes uh, it's a, it's, it's a no-brainer that living intentionally and adding value is going to be a virtue. But I think ambition is also a virtue, even as defined by these uh, kind of competitive zero-sum game, whatever we want to call it, terms. Why? Because if
1: I were looking for a life partner, someone okay, who is... no, 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 let's Let's forget the life partner thing. I, uh, fine, I understand. Yeah, that, ha- that has some extra sort of bells and whistles that kind of changes the situation. But I, want, I would like for you to say that ambition is not a virtue. In humans in general as a general thing, ambition is not, not the virtue. If you do think ambition is a virtue, what you're really, I hope, getting at is that living intentionally while adding value to other people's lives, that's the virtue. All the other components of ambition are not virtuous.
0: Um, okay. Actually, I think ambition itself, fine. Ambition itself is not a virtue. Boom. But Bingo. <sighs> but being ambitious leads to a lot of other things which are virtuous. For example, even something pointless like trying to become best in the world at chess leads to developing critical thinking, logical thinking, perseverance, dedication, practice, self-improvement. There's there's so much that goes into it that the word ambition, you know, doesn't quite cover. But, you know, and therefore someone who is ambitious in whatever regard, whether it is trying to become best in the world at basket weaving or whatever it is, is going to ultimately have, have knock-on effects on the rest of their life. And that would be a virtue, provided they're not kind of um, maladapting and are not letting other important bits of their life fall by the wayside. But at that point, we're getting into a discussion about uh, judging people based on what they choose to do with their time, which, as we agree, is not really, you know, a, a useful activity. <sighs> Maybe we use the word virtue differently, but then
1: you... Agree. <laughs> You're saying that, that you know, doing things that are traditionally considered ambitious has positive externalities in that maybe you'll be really healthy if you're trying to be Usain Bolt. Fine, <laughs> you know, there are positive externalities, sure. But ambition is not the virtue. Just say that.
0: Say that. How, how are you defining v- virtue? As like a good thing? Yes. Okay. And that can, of, course, like, of course ambition is a virtue. Like ambition reg- re- results in all of the greatest human inventions. You know, the, the, the Wright brothers were ambitious. In wanting, to, in, in, in wanting to achieve human flight. You probably wouldn't say that that's not a virtue. That actually these guys were net neutral. Ambition is a virtue, regardless of how it's defined by society. And yeah, sure, there are some uh, the, the, there are some elements that that society might be, see as ambitious, for example, trying to become best in the world at basket weaving. You know, you might reasonably argue that, okay, well, what's I suppose what's virtuous about that? What's virtuous about trying to become best in the world at, you know, university challenge? What's virtuous about trying to become best in the world at who wants to be a millionaire? You know, like there's a lot of these seemingly pointless things, but yeah, fair enough. I think it's less to do with the ambition and more to do with what that ambition is directed towards. Becoming best in the world at, you know, at torturing people in Guantanamo Bay, for example. Yeah, it probably isn't a virtue, but that's not the problem with ambition. It's a problem with the implementation of the ambition. Okay, and my whole point here has been that the implementation of ambition, by uh, because of the, the the way we think about amb- ambition generally, it has a has a bad implementation. You know. Agreed. Yeah. The way we think about ambition generally. Uh, no, actually, I don't know. I think when people are saying, I want, quote, I want someone who's ambitious, they probably don't mean I want someone who wants to become best in the world at torturing people. Yeah. There is an implicit thing there that, that the ambition is being applied to productive things rather than actively unproductive things like becoming best in the world at torturing no,
1: people. No, look, we've been through this. Productive is like, it's not really about, uh, people are not thinking about like the value to society because of examples like chess and examples like wanting to get a prestigious job just because or whatever Mm. you know and i think this idea about ambition kind of yeah i I think i think there's a trap of like i want to be if ambition is seen as like this really positive thing there's this trap that okay you 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 hear people thinking saying that like oh ambition is good you're like oh cool I, i better be ambitious all right what what should i do um and then it's like oh cool i guess i should try and the best at this or whatever or get this particular
0: job because it's really hard to get and that that makes ambitious and i should do that That, i think that's a trap no yeah fine i agree and actually i think what when i think of the word ambitious uh, ambitious as being a virtue i'm also thinking that okay if you're that it kind of depends on what you're what your goals are like. If your ambition is to live a happy and fulfilled life and be a part-time general practitioner with three kids on the side that you're raising, well, fine, that's a a great ambition to have, even though with your definition of ambitious that's probably not what some people mean by the word ambitious. No, precisely what you said is you agreed with me. You said uh, the definition of ambitious that I use is that
1: you are living intentionally, basically. If your ambition is to, you know, have a part
0: time job and support your family um, and, and hack- no, you know, I mean, I mean, I think happiness and fulfillment is a good ambition to have. Absolutely. I totally agree. And therefore being ambitious in that particular domain is a virtue. Being ambitious in the domain of getting, uh, being better at torturing people is, is not a virtue.
1: Ah, okay, fine. It's not
0: a problem with ambition, it's a problem with the implementation. But yeah, I know, I, t- I take your point that normally when we say ambitious, we should, we should probably start thinking think a little bit harder about it. But that just ties into the general broader point of whenever we use any term to describe almost anything, we should think about what that term actually means and how much of it is societal baggage versus how much of it is what we actually are trying to address. Yeah, impress. precisely. And I think, yeah, I, I just wanted to raise that I think
1: ambition is a very loaded term that we should think very very deeply about before we use it or think that we are we, we sort of
0: support yeah, it yeah fair enough and actually for the record like the last time I've spoken to people I speak to people a lot about what they're looking for in a partner or, or I used to back in my undergrad days and ambition never really came up as a, as a concept perhaps things were different back then um, I haven't really asked anyone of my age that question in a while Maybe I'll start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious to see what they say. Hold them to see whether ambition is a thing. All right, sweet. Should we wrap up then? Let's do it. Do you have any, do we have any interesting insights of the week or, the week or funny bits? I have, an, I have an
1: interesting insight that came up this week. I'm, uh, I'm in the market for a new backpack, which oh, uh, at,
0: at, since everyone will
1: have listened to episode five, they'll know that I think a backpack is very high measure item. It's something I use every single day for many hours a day. It carries all my belongings. Um, I've had the same backpack for the past four or five years. It's now sort of broken. I need a new one, and I'm, I'm sort of hunting for a backpack. And because it's such a high measure item and su- it's such an important item in my life, I'm doing a lot of deliberation over which backpack to buy. Um, and I've I found it very strange how I think in the past I used to think of these things in terms of just the utility they provide, uh, sort of the the obvious utility they provide of like, oh yeah, does it have all the pockets I need? Is it durable and so on? But now. I actually care a lot about the sort of the brand and the aesthetic and whether that aesthetic kind of represents me as a person. Um, because I feel like a backpack is one of those things where, yeah, you know, I'm going to be carrying it every day. Everyone I meet with socially is going to see it because I always have my backpack. Everyone I meet sort of for business stuff is going to see it because I always have my backpack. And so it's sort of, if there, if there is one item that, ha- that should represent who I am perfectly, <laughs> it's the backpack. Okay. And I really care about this. And so I've been, uh, I care more about it than I thought I would. So you care more about the backpack than the kitchen pin? Because it's not like you're carrying the kitchen pin. Oh yeah, really the backpack the is definitely more high measure than the kitchen pin. But I, I care more about like it representing me yeah. in its full form. Like I, the design needs to be in line with so, my so life a, philosophy or something. It's yeah. So kind
0: of like a business card. Uh, yeah, or, maybe. Or, or like a personal website. However, everyone has this thing of, yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. know, especially if I'm a designer or something, my personal website needs to fully represent me in yeah, every, yeah, single, yeah. every single way possible. Yeah. yeah. I found that weird. I don't know how others feel about this. I don't know. I agree. A backpack needs to look good as well as perform good. Um, there was some guy who sent me this like really nice iPad-shaped backpack, uh, like you know satchel thing that I could carry at work, but it was made out of this like black uh, technical fabric that just didn't look pro. And I remember him saying that, look, mate, if this was made in leather, I would love it, and I'd be singing its praises to the of the, of the rooftops. But the the only options were black and cargo pants themed, ah. and I was like, this, I, I, just, I, you know, I just, I just would never wear this out. <laughs> did sorry. you Did you say to him, I'm looking for something that says
1: Dad likes leather?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, um, it's a Arrested Development reference. So. And on that note, we shall end this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm not actually sure we came to any conclusions there, but oh well that's not the point. Um, If you have any thoughts, please email us at hi at notoverthinking.com. And if you're listening on any kind of Apple device, then please, would you do us a favor and leave us a review on the iTunes store? It really helps out the podcast and helps more people discover it. So thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.